Hey there, I'm Scotty from Recharge. On this episode of Hit Subscribe, we're chatting with Jessica Principe, founder of All Girl Shave Club. We chat with Jessica about how her side hustle, a female-focused shaving and body products brand, became her full-time focus and turned her into a founder and entrepreneur. Jessica shares with us how she built an engaged community of potential customers before selling any products with All Girl Shave Club. We also chat about the importance of social proof and reviews, the value of the subscription model, as well as the brand's plans for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. There's a lot to get to, so let's get started. Jess, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So could you tell me a little bit about yourself and why you started All Girl Shave Club? Yes, of course. So All Girl Shave Club really started out as a side hustle. Um, at the time, I was working for um, a vocational school in the administration, um, and I always had a passion for small business, um, entrepreneurship. My mom was an entrepreneur, and so was my dad. Um, so it kind of ran in my blood. I just never really knew what I wanted to do. I always um, kind of stayed open to different things that could come across my path, but nothing really seemed to kind of spark that idea of what exactly I wanted to do. Um, until one day I was getting ready to shave. And I always joke that my best ideas come in the shower because that was like the only time I was ever alone. I had two little boys and it was like my only time of Zen and quiet. It's solace. Just <laughs> yes. <in the> shower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I was really just getting ready to steal my husband's razor for the millionth time um, because his always worked better than mine. Um, I didn't understand why there weren't you know, razors that worked just as good as men's razors for women. They always had like these big moisture bars or like wire covers across it. Like we were going to cut ourselves or something. And I just didn't understand, you know, why couldn't there be something that worked just as good as my husband's, but that would be beautiful and fun and feminine for me to use as well. And I thought I can't be the only woman who feels this way. And so maybe this could be something that I could build a business around. And that's really where the idea was born. And from there, I just kind of ran with it. It took about eight months before I actually got it launched, but that was kind of where it all started. What do you remember of those early days of launching? Like it's <laughs> launched. What, what stands out the most from those, those memories? Oh goodness. So many things. Um, the, the launch day specifically, I remember sitting on my couch with my husband and we were watching the website traffic and like one would come on and then another one and then another one. And then there was like a flood of like all of these little orange bubbles across Google analytics. And it was just so exciting to see all of this hard work, the culmination of all of these months into this moment and that people were actually there and they were excited and they were buying and, you know, little old me could do something like this. That's kind of what I kept thinking, you know, I'm just this regular mom of two little boys married to a firefighter in this small state making this happen. And it just made me um, feel so grateful and so proud. What year was that? What, what time was that? So that was 2016. I got the idea in May of 16, and then I didn't actually launch until December of that year, right after Christmas. And I think that that's um, kind of a funny point to make because I obviously had no idea what I was doing. Like, why would anybody <laughs> launch a business like three days after Christmas? <laughs> post Boxing Day, post but... BFCN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's the testament though to like, um, when you're ready, like I had been working on building a list and building an audience. And so, so when I was ready and when I felt confident that I had this community of people that were ready to buy, it didn't really matter what day of the week or what day of the month I, I chose to launch because I had this community and they were ready. 
Totally. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just start, you know, like there's never the perfect time, but yeah. something I think is so neat is what you just hinted at there. And it's your community. And this is why I was so blown away. Just hearing you talk about it now that you did this in 2016. Cause I feel like this would be more common now, but take me back to before launch, how you built this community and why that was part of the strategy. Yeah. So, you know, being a startup business bootstrapped, like I wasn't planning on having investors that never was part of my plan. I had a finite amount of resources, right? I didn't want to just kind of take a gamble on spending all of this money on inventory if I didn't know that there were going to be people that wanted to buy the product. I knew that I loved the, the product and the idea, um, but I wanted to make sure that there was a market for it. I really wanted to validate this idea. And so um, I said, okay, if I can get, you know, a thousand people to give me their email address, then I think think that that would prove to myself that there is legs here, that I have totally. I have a, a product worth going all in on. And so that's really what I did in those first few months. Um, once I really got over the fear and kind of got yep. into the groove here around October, I started to grow my email list and I just put together a landing page. I use Kickoff Labs um, and I, I just put together a landing page and just kind of started sharing it wherever I was visible. I, I, you know, I wasn't a blogger or a social media influencer. I don't want to give the wrong idea, but I shared with like my friends or my family and in different Facebook groups that I was a part of and just kind of tried to get the exposure there and, and shared my story, what I was doing, what this was all about and gave, gave people the opportunity to leave their email address if they wanted to win a uh, subscription at launch. And so that's kind of how I did it. And I started to see emails coming through that weren't people I knew that weren't friends that weren't family members. And that kind of like gave me the momentum to keep going. So neat. I love to, you had mentioned in our pre-call, all of that, but as well, like even involving potential customers in, you know, like, how do you feel about uh, this color? Well, what resonates with you? And I think that's so smart to have them involved right from the, they're not witnessing it, they're participating in it. Yes, they were part of the journey. And I think that also is part of um, why All Girl Shave Club was successful at launch because they were, they really were big contributors. They helped me pick different colors or different packaging or even different products. I always I actually joke about this because um, when I was first testing different products, so our razors, and our shave butter were two of our primary products that I really wanted to get right. Um, and so when I was testing from suppliers and from manufacturers, I was sharing them with my friends and with my family. But then once I kind of had an idea of which ones I wanted to go with, I really needed to get some unbiased feedback. Like I needed totally. some feedback from people that didn't want to just tell me what I wanted to hear. <laughs> and so I tapped into these moms groups that I was a part of on Facebook, just, you know, other women who were like me raising their babies. And I thought, Hey, you know, would you guys be willing? to try these products for me. And, you know, I just started shipping out shaving products to strangers on the internet to get feedback. <laughs> and it worked out because that really helped me to shape the products because they were going to be my ideal customer. And I wanted it to really exceed their expectations. It's a contender for the name of this episode is like shipping out shaving products to strangers <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> yes, totally. Maybe we'll come with something better, but right now that's, that's like at the very top. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you mentioned earlier uh, subscription at launch. So right, right from the get-go, subscription was part of the plan? Yes, it always was. Yes. I uh, was really fascinated by the idea of the subscription model. I was a big subscription box consumer myself. Um, and from a business standpoint, you know, recurring revenue was super appealing to me for that financial predictability, but it also just made sense for my customer and who my ideal customer was. She was a busy woman um, and replenishments delivered to her door really just made sense. Yeah, convenient on our recurring mm -hmm. schedule. I saw you even mention um, 
oh, what was it? But it was just like, I said it and forget it. You use some very casual phrase, I've, if yeah. you can remember it. But yeah, it was so perfect. Just like, you get this, it comes right to you. You don't even have to worry about it anymore. That's right. Don't we all love things like that? I certainly do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was wondering when I was looking at some of your products, I came across the, let me get this right. It's your shave kit right off the top. And was that always part of the plan? And that being, it comes with the beautiful rose gold razor, some um, like a tote bag, the ra some razors itself. And then you get blades on renewal after that. But was that something you launched with or is that an idea that evolved over time? It definitely evolved over time. So we initially launched with a different product line. And after getting it into the homes and hands of thousands of women, I realized I really wanted to improve the product even more. And so we really leveled up. We helped, we, we told the women we were going to up-level their shave. Um, and we found this rose gold, um, really luxe premium shaving system. And that is kind of where we, we moved into the, a more premium direction. Um, and so, yeah, it was a new product, but it's been just wonderful. It's been a game changer for us and for so many other women as well. Talking about buy-in, like it, that's just such a good idea too. I've seen other merchants do that as well. When when they get something hardware, something that's beautiful and nice, and then the replenishment is adjacent to that. I, I think it's just such a great idea that they have this branded thing they can hold and keep, and then replenishment comes somewhere else. Just a great idea. Yeah, it is fun. It's fun. It makes it a little bit more. It takes something that's very mundane and maybe not so exciting and turns it into an experience. And I think that that there's something special to that. Yeah, experiential is so key nowadays. Let me let me brag for you. You have <laughs> 1,700 plus reviews, majority of which are five-star. Uh, <laughs> why is that kind of social proof so important, so valuable to you as a small business owner? Well, not small business, but as a business owner. Yeah, well, we are definitely a small business. I like to hold that close. I think that that's okay, a like badge that. of honor. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, I think social proof is like currency for your store, for your business. It's just really important to have reviews or to have user-generated content so that new customers can be more confident making those buying decisions, um, especially for new brands or brands like mine that are competing in really big spaces. Um, one of the first things that consumers are going to do is going to read the reviews to make sure that you know, you're credible or that you're reputable or that the product is as good as you say it is. Um, and so I think that that's really, really important for all, um, all businesses, big or small. Um, and I like to use the judge me app. If I can plug that here, I think sure, that, yeah. um, it's a great app to use. It integrates beautifully with recharge and it's totally on autopilot. Like we don't have to do anything. It just automatically does it for us. That's so great. Yeah. I think of myself as like a, a tactile shopper, you know, I, I like to touch something or like when I'm at the drugstore looking at brands, you know, you like to hold it and you're so right with DTC businesses, not having those reviews even farther removes that experience of not being able to touch it. Cause when you can see other people um, express that sentiment, this is so beautiful. This feels so good. Uh, it just gives you that peace of mind that I'm going to make the right choice here when I click add to cart. Yes, totally. Especially if they're seeing your brand for the first time through a paid advertising channel, right? Like that can feel so scary because a lot of different companies have been burned before or customers have been burned before from different companies. So it's nice to be able to have that proof. And it's really, really, really important. We can talk about subscriptions forever here, but uh, yeah. I'll just put one last question for you, which would be, if you were to go back to Jess in 2016, maybe even 17, 18, we can go back. Uh, <laughs> what would you tell her as some advice um, to starting her subscription program? Maybe something you've learned through the years uh, that if you did earlier, I don't know, you'd be in a better place now, you'd be happier now, anything come to mind? 
Yeah, I think um, it took me so long to get started because I was so afraid. I was just kind of paralyzed by this fear of, you know, who are you to do this? Like, you don't know what you're doing or there's already people doing something similar. You know, there's, you know, there's not any, any more room for you. So I think like, for me, I wish that I would have started a little bit sooner, knowing what I know now about the fact that there is room for all of us in this space. Um, you know, I think about the cereal aisle or the bread aisle and like how there's so many different um, variations that the world really does need our own unique flavors. And that's what we are bringing. We're bringing our unique skills and our unique gifts to our products and to our businesses. And it doesn't matter how much competition is in this space, there's room for all of us. And we can find a way to carve out our own niche and and serve our market um, proudly. And so I wish I would have done that a little bit sooner, but I'm still grateful that I got here nonetheless. <laughs> There's a wonderful quote by Martha Graham. It's called, keep the channel open. Jess, I'll send it to you afterwards, but it's all about that. It's about getting out of your own way, the power of what you bring to the table, making your own momentum. Um, I totally agree with you. You gotta, you gotta make the leap and then, you know, there's, there's reward on the other side of that risk. That's right. I love it. So there's a product very close to your heart and I'd love to chat about it. And it's called Girls First Shaving Kit. Am I getting that right? Is that the name of it? Yes, it's actually called Shine Girl, but the sub, the sub tag is um, Girls First gotcha. Shaving Kit. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about this and why you felt it was important to create a product like this. Oh, I just love this box. So this is actually not a subscription product. This is just a one-time um, experience for young girls who are just getting ready to shave. Um, and really it was made for... Um, to take kind of that awkward and uncomfortable out of that experience. That can be kind of a transitional period for girls. And I remember my first shave and I'm sure all of the women listening can remember theirs. Um, and it's just a way for moms or dads or, or caregivers to kind of create um, a more fun and exciting experience and bond with their daughter or their child during this time. Um, I actually ran a poll with my customers when I was first launching this product to see if they remembered their first shave or like what kind of feedback I could get around it. Yeah. And I found that like the overwhelming majority of women actually hid their first shave from their parents. Like they just oh. snuck their razor and, you know, cut themselves or like all these different things. And I thought there's got to be a better way. Let's make this um, something that would be special and memorable and empowering for young girls if they choose to shave. And so that's where the idea was born from. And I know you had mentioned this too, and, and an opportunity to connect with a caregiver, you know, to, to, you're not doing this alone. You're not hiding yeah. this. This is something that you can share with someone. And we talked to other merchants on here who, who've worked in a similar space about and sharing stats that are so sad about girls going through puberty and how their self-esteem just plummets, mm -hmm. you know, in that moment. And so yeah. taking the stigma out of it, making sure that they feel safe and welcome and that all the scariness of puberty that teenagers go through, um, yeah. it can be navigated uh, in a less tumultuous way. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And in a safe way too, because yes. there's lots of ways to harm yourself during that period. And so we want to make sure that we're setting them, setting them up with proper habits and safe measures. And yeah, it's a great way to do that with your, with your parent or with your child. I'm going to throw a curveball at you here because I don't okay. even know if I prepared you for this, but <laughs> as much as you'd be willing to share, I'd love to chat about, we're recording this uh, mid-October, Black Friday, Cyber Monday is just around the corner. What plans do you guys have for Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Do you have any strategy now that you've been around for a couple of years you like to set in place or what's that yes. like for you guys? Yes, definitely. Um, so for Q4, we actually 
curate special gift boxes. Um, we will obviously sell subscriptions during Q4, but um, we found that creating a more giftable experience is mm. actually a little bit more beneficial for our type of products because, you know, they're shaving products. So it's yeah. not like, you know, always so giftable. So we kind of create them into more gift box style um, where we curate extra add-ons and fun extras to make it just a little bit more giftable and exciting. And we have a special collection that we will offer discounts on for um, Black Friday and beyond. Um, so stay tuned for those. But yeah, we're working hard on creating those boxes and making them really, really special this year. That's so smart to pivot and to recognize that, I mean, this is the gifting season. So yeah. why not we fully embrace this? And, yeah. you know, on the other side of it, perhaps there is subscription, but you got to bring them in with that gift option first. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it can be easier to sell a one-time box and it can be a subscription to a, a cold customer or somebody who's brand new um, to your brand. And so I think this is a kind of a seamless way to be able to do that. They can experience the product. And then we always make sure that we include um, a coupon or an incentive in the gift box for the recipient so that if they love the products the way we believe that they will, then they can come back and sign up for their replenishments when they're ready. Love that. Uh, okay, one last question for you that I was thinking about. Now that you've been in the subscription game for so long, if you were to chat to a merchant who kind of feels like they're plateauing with their subscribers, like they're, mm -hmm. they're not really seeing that upper momentum anymore, is there anything that can help them level up? I guess just like you did with the starter kit. Is there any suggestions you have like that to try and get over the hill and keep ramping up? Yeah, for sure. I think feedback from your customers is super important. So taking the time to connect with them and find out, you know, are people loving the product the way that we think that they are? Are there areas that we can improve? Um, even mining our reviews and getting the language that our customers are using and using that in our marketing messaging, that can really help us grow and drive more traffic. I know for me, I was kind of in the beginning just winging it, right? Like coming up with different marketing language and how I wanted to describe the product or or the subscription. But now that I have these reviews and I have the feedback from my customers, I literally just pull it from there. And that has changed the way our website operates, our conversion rate, all of the things. And so I think um, using that information that you have, it's gold and using it in strategic ways through your marketing um, can help you to grow. And then I would just say to stay consistent as well. I think sometimes when we hit those plateaus, we feel like we just want to give up and walk away. I know I do sometimes, um, but that's probably the worst thing we can do. Even if we just give it 1% every single day, just keep consistently trying something new or doubling down on something that has worked in the past. Um, that will get you through those plateaus as well. You just need to stay consistent. I love that. Yeah. It's so funny. It's almost obvious and cliche, but it's so true. Listening to your, what your customers say, so yeah. important, so vital and so yeah. valuable. It is. Okay. I actually lied. I have one more question for you because <laughs> I know you're passionate about this and that would be whether you're a mom in New Hampshire, whether you're anyone over the world and you're thinking about starting a business, um, what would you say to them? What, what, what advice would you just offer them? I know we asked something similar, but I know this is passion of yours. So what would you say to someone who's thinking about starting an idea, but hasn't got there yet? Yeah, I would say um, you have been called for this for a reason um, and to lean into that and that you have everything that you need inside of you to begin or to take the first step. You don't have to have everything figured out. Things will unfold as you take those steps and to just trust yourself and to go for it. Because like we talked about before, on the other side of fear could be the very, very best experience of your life. My subscription box business has absolutely changed my life. And if 
I hadn't taken those first steps, I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it with you today. And so whether you're a mom in New Hampshire, whether you're somebody else or you have experience, I think the first thing is to just take it one step at a time and trust that the path will unfold as you go. I love that. Reminds me of the metaphor and hopefully I don't butcher it here, but the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. And then the second best time is right now, you know, plant the seed and let it grow. I love that. That's so true. Well, Jess, thank you so much for chatting with us. uh, And we wish you and All Girls Shave Club the best of luck right through BFCM and into the, the end of the year. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. We want to thank Jess once again for joining us. If you're interested in All Girls Shave Club, you can head over to allgirlshaveclub.com. And if you're looking for more of our episodes, you can check us out at rechargepayments.com slash hit subscribe.